Good afternoon. You're listening to Stuff Central on Cliff Central. My name is Craig Wilson. I'm a contributing editor at Stuff Magazine, standing in for Toby Shapshak today. Uh, with me is Liron Segev. Good afternoon, Liron. How are you doing? Uh, good day, good day, good day. How are we doing? Yeah, fantastic to have you here. Excellent. So, a nice busy week again. I saw you at a couple of events this week. Uh, tech know? really does never sleep. No, no, you did for about an hour the other day, remember? Okay, <laughs> then it stopped, but then it picked up again. So. Get a little bit of downtime a in between, of, yeah. Exactly that. So lots of uh, lots of news coming up this week, which there, there always seems to be plenty to choose from. I know you had a hard time <laughs> picking some of the things we wanted to talk about today. So I think one of the things was uh, last weekend, I know I had a bit of a hard time trying to get hold of an Uber X cab. Now, we were told that UberX la- launched in Johannesburg last week, Thursday right. or Friday, Friday. Yeah. and that there'd be free, dry- free uh, trips, uh, up to six free trips for riders, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I managed to use one of them on Saturday, but otherwise I was told that there weren't cars available. Did you have any more luck? Uh, I-, I must be honest, I didn't get a chance to try it. Um, I have tried it previously with the normal, the normal Uber, U- Uber kind of um, mm-hmm. cab ride. Um, the problem is it became, you know, when something's for free, everybody jumps on board. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure if you kind of hook up your app now, you'll be able to get lots and lots and lots available. Um, yeah, but I suppose it's the it, it's a good marketing, it's a good exposure. Everybody knew about it. Everyone talked about it, positively sure. or negatively. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's like those whole London cab situation, which they were complaining about Uber, so they all striked. Right, right, and all they did forcing was forcing you to take an Uber <laughs> and and giving them amazing publicity, yeah, best thing ever. I saw some so, huge figures about something like uh, demand for for Uber cars jumping like fifty or sixty percent in the wake of those protests. So. Uh, and, not, and then once you've had an Uber, you know, once you've had Uber, you don't go back. Right, so as I said, no press is bad press. So I mean, look, I've been very impressed with the Uber X service. For sure. those who don't know, this is the cheaper version of Uber Black. Uber Black will give you a, a high-end car like a Mercedes, a BMW, or an Audi. Um, while UberX will come and fetch you in a Toyota Corolla or, or similar. Now, uh, I actually used the service quite a lot in Cape Town two weeks ago, and I found it great. You know, I was living on the edge of the city bowl. Perfect. It never cost me more than 25 rand to get anywhere, and the average pickup time was under three minutes, what a which I thought was really, really impressive. So, um, yeah, I'm looking to look forward to using the service more in Joburg, and hopefully, of course, there'll be more uh, drivers coming on to, to sure. meet the demand. To make it happen. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that's like, we know we all panic about. Now, I was actually we were both at an event last night, which we'll get onto shortly. Mm-hmm. And someone was saying that you know they loved it. They've actually took for the first time that they did the thing. They took the car train, um, took the bus to the event, and then lo and behold, the message comes across saying the buses are striking. Uh, now what? Right. So you try to use public transport, and then you get stuck like that. So what was the natural choice? Whip out the phone, log onto Uber, and da da, mm. problem solved. From there to the station, no mess, no fuss. Uh, listen, software company disrupting an industry? Wow. Sure. With, give them that. And with such a small staff, you know, they seem to be able to launch in a new city in no time at all. Um, and sure. the other thing they've done now, of course, is they've uh, arranged this partnership with Discovery Insure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my understanding is if you're a Discovery client, you can get up to 25% off trips with Uber. Yes. And moreover, if you are in an accident that leaves you unable to drive, uh, obviously assuming that all the fine print is in order and you tick enough boxes, <laughs> um, then yes. you, you'll get up to 5,000 Rand Uber credit to drive you around until such time as you can do so again. So I think this is more sort of oh, disruption, nice. right? Yeah, and again, and then from what I, you know, again, one of those like, you know, aerial fonts minus one terms and conditions apply situation. <laughs> right. If you also pay for your trip with your, with your discovery credit card, you actually get a further percentage discount. Up to 40%. So 25, right, that's an right. additional 15 or 20. You can actually land up kind of around half price of an Uber trip just because you happen to be a discovery kind of um, insured um, person. Sure. Nice. Yeah, and these, these kind of times are going to help. But that's enough uh, free advertising okay, for them. They seem to have done very well on their <laughs> own. <laughs> um, one of the other smaller stories I saw this week that you know may not matter to a lot of people but uh, will matter to others is uh, MTN finally bringing 4G to yeah, their prepaid clients. Now, sure. I mean... Vodacom, Vodacom and MT, and you'll remember, uh, sort of raced to beat each other to launching commercial 4G services um, at the end of uh, 2012, oh, yeah. I think it was. Um, in March of the following year, March uh, 2013, Vodacom rolled out the option to its prepaid clients, but uh, MTN's taken an awful long time to do likewise. Uh, I wonder whether it's it's lost the many clients because you know one of the perks of being prepaid sure. is the ease with which you can port to another network. I've done it myself. I've changed networks so many times. Uh, yeah. It's difficult to remember, you know, where, where I started. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of those. I mean, we always talk about this, where it's, it's one of those South Africanisms, where we, you know, we all fall for it. We're getting a free phone, inverted commas, and we can't wait for our 
free upgrade. Mm. You know, the smartest thing to do in this country is if your phone is perfectly work, is working perfectly fine and there's nothing wrong with it and you're happy with what it does, mm. go prepaid. You can nuke your contract whenever you want. A better network offers a better service. You do a port. You know, a couple of hours later, you're on a new rate until the next best thing that comes out. Absolutely. We should, should stop falling for this crap of a free phone. Oh, no, you're allowed to say crap in this round. It's all, oh, right. good. Okay, it's, it's all good. It's all good. You saw good. my eyes widen. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, can somebody change his pacemaker battery, please? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. well, so, you look, I mean, I'm the same. Sure. I've been a huge fan of prepaid for a long time. I've been on prepaid for four or five years now um, because I also find that, you know, with stores like the Orange Store, you know, the French uh, company yeah, Orange, sure. they have a local store. I think it's uh, za.orange.com uh, or something similar. But if you do a Google search for the Orange Store, they sell um, a lot of the latest devices, including sure. Google's Nexus device at really, really competitive rates. And you know what? If you sit down and uh, you're the spreadsheet or calculator using sort, and you add up what you're actually paying on a contract over the two years, you're paying way more than that phone costs. And I agree. If you you just buy a handset outright for, say, between four and 8,000 rand once every two or three years and then live on prepaid in between, you will save money. It's Uh, that simple. uh, And don't forget, you're not buying a crap phone either. You can say crap again. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You're not buying a rubbish phone. You're buying, I mean, like a Huawei phone, for example, at 5,000 Rand. You know, it's like a Right, that P7 at the moment is an excellent, excellent device. That's my carrying device at the moment. Mm. Absolutely love it. So you're you're not compromising on absolutely anything. And you're still getting the best of both worlds. Why do we do this to ourselves? Free Absolutely. phones. I don't get it. And it's also a strange thing because, you know, there's so few other things that we would buy on higher purchase like that. Um, you know, perhaps ah, a, hold perhaps up. You said, the mag- you said the magic word, higher purchase. <laughs> right. If the network phrased it that way, you know, People put, some money, put some money away, buy it on lay-by in five years' time, you'll sure. own it. None of us will do it. Sure. But it's free. Yeah. By the way, terms and conditions apply. Right, right, absolutely. Right. Anyway, so yeah, I think uh, I think this sort of thing is great. I think yeah. MTN has had to uh, up its game sure. uh, to to sort of w- continue uh, keeping customers because we did see in the last set of financials that it did lose it a did lot lose, of yeah. prepaid customers, and that's the result of taking too long to respond to the aggression from sure. the likes of Celsius and the pricing yeah. pricing war. The big advantage of of us fickle South African people <laughs> is that as soon as they get their groove back, we'll simply jump ship again. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. We, we're quite cool to do that. So another piece of news this week, I saw the where MTN had their annual uh, MTN Business App of the Year yes. awards. Um, you were quite involved with that, you weren't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it was it, it's great. Uh, the fact that MTN supporting these startups and these apps, mm. um, you know, we kind of referred to it last week as well. But it's kind of more of it's nice to see big brands behind it and behind showing people that you can actually make some real money developing apps. But it's got to be a proper app. Yeah. It's got to be a business. You can't just go. I'll put something online for 99 cents. A billion people will download it. I'll retire tomorrow. Sure. Just not going to happen. Mm, you mm. know. So it's nice that MTN is showcasing South African talent. So never mind America's got talent. You know, <laughs> we've got our own good, good homegrown talent. And it's amazing how many. I've interviewed a lot of the, a lot of the winners of the event. And it's amazing how many of them actually have been working on an app for 12 months or less. Mm, and how many right. of them um, are actually so far ahead in in, in the game. Proper enterprise business grade ready apps. Oh, fantastic stuff! And, and tell me, which of the winners uh, really impressed you? Uh, I, I think the main the main guys love Inspect. It's an insurance app. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, what happens? In, you know, once we have an accident or we have an insurance um, issue, we want to be able to claim as fast as possible because we want to get paid out. Sure. Um, what these guys do, the app, they'll come on site with their phone, tap, 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 and your insurance is basically claim is submitted. Mm. So it makes everyone's laugh. So it's not sexy. I was going to say, so this cool. is not one of those exactly. incredibly cool apps, it's but it's going to make people's lives. Uh, it's going to okay. make people's lives easier. And, and that's what it's all about. And, and that was one of the key measures for awarding the prizes. I 100 percent. So it's got to be cool. It's got to be functional. It's got to be useful. Sure. So a Flappy Bird game which you take the stupid thing through some stupid pipes and make the developer $50,000 a day or something ridiculous like that. Mm. Uh, that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for something sure. that actually makes a, makes, makes, makes a difference. Um, yeah, so just um, it, nice to see MTN getting behind it and... Uh, yeah, let's see what happens next year. Sure, absolutely. Um, and for those of you listening, don't forget, you can uh, pick, up, pick us up on uh, Cliff Central TV on YouTube.com. You can also call us on 0861 or you can interact with us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. I'm sorry, at cliffcentral.com, yeah. or on Instagram, Facebook, or WeChat at cliffcentral. All of the above. Right.
Welcome back. You're listening to Stuff Central on Cliff Central. I'm Craig Wilson, and in studio with me today is Liron Segev. You can catch us on Twitter at, at Craig Wilson or at Liron underscore Segev. That's the one. We're still talking about tech news this week, uh, a lot going on. Um, one of the other things I saw was that uh, DSTV, the uh, uh, big you know, satellite TV provider, has brought HD to additional packages. So to date, the only way you could get HD content on DSTV was if you subscribed to their premium bouquet. And they've now rolled this out to uh, some of their other packages like DSTV Extra, uh, DSTV Compact, and um, DSTV Family and Select. Do, so, do people actually still watch like DSTV and stuff? I believe so. I, yeah, uh, right. I have it on good authority that a lot of people still <laughs> do, yes. Also, Multi-Choices Financial seem to suggest that there are plenty <laughs> of people still watching this sort of stuff. But where do you, I mean, do you see that going? I mean, do you see this trend kind of, kind of picking up, carrying on? I mean, I know a lot of people who are... Saying, look, same subscription rate. I can rather take a ADSL account with a Netflix and a indeed and all of those. Do you, how do you see that? So I mean, out? I think the one thing that's keeping people on satellite is sport, right? If you're a big sports fan, it's yeah. still pretty difficult to I find all that. the games you want sure, to stream. Sure, sure. Um, this isn't a problem for me, but I know uh, for a lot of my friends, this is why they they keep their subscription up. So I think until there's a, either another option that can where you can see things like the English Premier League sure. uh, or the South African Football Leagues or the World like Ching Chong Cha Championships, all these example. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I'm a big fan of the synchronized swimming myself. Oh, right, uh, okay. And Winter Olympics, right? Anything that's bizarre. A man who throws himself on a toboggan down a, an ice chute at 200 k's an hour—that's entertainment. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that it's going to be tough for multi-choice to to. Keep Keep this up in years to come, particularly as we start getting things like fiber to the home. But yeah. they've been very clever. I mean, credit where credit's due. I know we had John Katsaftis from DSTV in here uh, a couple of weeks back. And, you know, things like box office where they're actually pushing content to your uh, sure. decoder and you sure. can then pay 25 rand to see the latest win, movies. Win, win, you win. know, that's a really good way to get around the infrastructure problems quick, we have. That's quick. I mean, because we previously people got frustrated, so they allegedly downloaded content from the net right okay, nobody actually did it it's just allegedly okay um because it took forever for an episode to come to south africa and you just didn't want to wait six and a half years of your life whilst you're in season one and everyone's season 12 sure um but now with box office kind of on demand and all of those things 24 hours later it's there it is push a button pay 25 bucks and off you go and i think we've seen the same yeah, things from the cinemas you know they've seen sure. Kenny core new metro they've realized that you need to get the content out here quickly or people are going to download oh. it i mean i remember a movie a few years ago that we got so tired of waiting for it, <laughs> it had been out in the u.s and the and the and the european markets for six months and still hadn't come here come. and so eventually a bunch of us got together uh, did something uh, of questionable questionable legality allegedly allegedly and, uh, and allegedly watched it on someone's <laughs> wall with a big projector um only to have the movie come to circuit 2 weeks later okay, right. so i think the companies are realizing that this is the problem you know we live in a very very um sort of globally connected world right now and people simply aren't willing to wait if you don't bring sure. it out they will find another way it, it's exactly the same what's happening with rt companies or, or with companies in general where they're saying to you is, no, our system's nice and secure. 
And then you say, mm. I would like to send you an email. Goes, no worry, drop it to my Hotmail account or my Gmail or my <laughs> or send me a file. I can't get it to work. Send it to my to my Dropbox. You find a way to make it work. Mm, um, and it's a failing on the IT company. It's the same thing here. It's a failing on the industry when you're saying, oh, it's only available in South Africa in six months' time. Oh, I'm not going to wait for that long. Yeah. Anyway, this is, this is changing faster. Uh, yeah, very much so. But look, but it's nice, nice that, that they are thinking ahead and kind of offering HD you know, and opening that up as TVs are becoming more and more acceptable. Prices are coming down. So, yeah, make it available. Why not? Sure, sure. Oh, and uh, Lauren, you were chatting to me in the break about uh, something you, you saw from SAP this week. Yes, SAP, not the South African Police Force. They commonly mistaken for that. <laughs> okay. right. Although they do do a better job, uh, allegedly, again. <laughs> okay. um, what these guys did is they've actually announced um, that they are going to invest $500 million. So that's $500 million US dollars, not Zim dollars, into Africa. And going to start with creating an innovation center happening out in Pretoria. And it's all to do with apps and it's all to do with African innovation, African solutions for Africa is kind of how, how they're looking at it. And they coined a very um, interesting phrase that says that, you know, all these external companies or U.S. companies, Europe companies mm-hmm. think that you can come to Africa, go file save as and save it as Africa. And then amazingly, your system will just work. What they don't realize is in Africa, we've got African problems. Um, and one of the things is that um, dirt roads are woven in society of Africa. You can't get from point A to point B. There isn't a postal address. If you want to know where George lives, you ask the chicken man in the, you know, and he tells you where George is. Sure. Okay. Um, and those kind of solutions is what SAP are actually very, very good at. And they've been in Africa for a long time. Mm. So, um, you know, 500 million US dollars being invested, that can only be a good thing, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So exciting stuff for them and their clients, I suppose. Um, I don't see how we're going to get a cut of that, but until that time. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> you know, indeed. Um, I did like the fact that they said that these three innovations that they are looking are coming out of Africa. And they've opened it up quite openly to everyone. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that, look, South Africa, we, um, sorry, Africa, we're complaining about the lack of connectivity of bandwidth. Um, so that's not true. We have got an ability to get 25 terabytes per second available to Africa. We're currently using under one terabyte. Mm. Okay, what's our problem? Obviously, the expense. Sure. Okay. But as soon as that become, as we as we carry on with those 16 submarine cables, as soon as that kind of eased up a bit, you know, then the cost will come down, and therefore we'll use more of it. Mm. So innovation in the internet, innovation in industry with renewable in- energy, because we're just using a lot of the shit and just being chowed up and chowed up and chowed up. Mm. We mm. need to kind of have renewable sources. But I like this line when they say it's about it's all about being mobile. Uh, you know, with 800 million mobile cell phone users in Africa, which is three times the population of the U.S., that's a number. Um, and I said that the mobile phone is going to be Africans, Africa's credit card. Sure. Okay. Sure. So banking, mobile solutions. And they're saying, hey, we'll provide the back end. You guys come with innovations. We'll work with you. Well, as our absent friend, Mr. Shapshak, would say, uh, Africa's not just mobile first. It's, it's mobile only. only. Right. That's, that's the one. So coming back to this DSTV uh, for a moment, uh, we've got a comment here from Nicole Joubert who says, if you want to make money, you sell a sports channel. Sport is the only thing keeping DSTV going. I pay for uncapped ADSL. It's much better. So, uh, good point. Absolutely. I think if someone can sell an unbundled sport package, they'll make a killing. And that's why they don't. <laughs> so I was reminded this week too, Liren, of a, a link that I actually saw on your Twitter feed um, talking about Google tracking you if you're using an Android <laughs> phone. So uh, he sent me through this link, which when I clicked on, showed me everywhere I'd been in the last month, according to my phone. Or at least it would have if would've. it wasn't for the fact that I had location tracking turned off, off on my device. Exactly. Um, Liron, I mean, this, no. this is going to alarm some people, <laughs> but I guess this is also how we get such amazing service from products like Google that seem to be able to literally predict our next move. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, you know the story. If it's free, you are the product. Right. End the story. I don't know why people keep forgetting this. I don't know why people are alarmed and shocked and horrified. Sure. You're using somebody else's system for zero cost. You're using their infrastructure, their technology. They are paying the salaries. And then you bet your mind when they, they want to do something. Sure. Okay. And your, your usage is exactly what they're it making is what money off. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Google search, it's advertising. So, so tell me about this Google Maps so thing. You know, how do people go about putting it on, on or putting oh, it off? All right. So let's, we, we take one step back. What happened was an article that was sent out saying, oh, my God, it's confirmed. It's official. If you click on this link, you, we've now proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that Google tracks you. And the world went, ooh and ah. Okay. Right. Um, I kind of didn't go ooh and ah. Um, because when you go into your Android phone, and in fact on the mm-hmm. iOS as well, under your Google Maps settings, there's an option that says, would you like me to remember you? 
Mm, and right. Then, and then it says, would you like me to keep your history? And you can say yes, get this, or you can say no. Sure. Okay. If you had said yes, guess what it does? It keeps your tracking of your history of sure. where you've been because you told it to. There's no government conspiracy. There's no NSA. I mean, there is NSA in government, but, <laughs> but, but not in this case. Okay. Sure. So what you can do, if you're on a Google phone and you don't want to be tracked, what you can do is open your Google Maps, click on Settings, click on Google Location Settings, then you'll tap on Google Location Reporting, um, Location History, and set that to off. There's even a big button that says, would you like to delete your history so mm. we don't know where you have been. Sure. And if you click on yes, it deletes your history. Now, um, all of the other conspiracy nutters um, you know, will still say, yes, Google still knows. Yes, they, of course they do. They still keep certain bits of information. But this is a way that you can kind of make yourself feel better that there isn't a URL to click on and to see where you've been. Mm. Um, mm. I must tell you, a lot of people are actually loving the service because they're saying, oh, look, I'm circling around certain areas and I keep on going the long way when there's a shortcut. Right. Um, you know, it's quite nice to actually look back at your history and say, where have you been? What's your time frame being? How long do you spend on the road? So I don't know. Some people so I love find it. some of this stuff really useful. So for example, exactly. I, I use a Google Calendar to give them more uh, information <laughs> about my life. I keep track of pretty much everything. I keep sure. track of things like meals with friends, um, you know, all sorts of things. Also because I find if I combine that with my photo gallery, it's a lot easier if someone says, oh, you know, when did you do X or when Perfect. were we at this place? Sure. I can actually go and look that information up. So, I mean, I, I'm feeding them all I'm sorts okay of data it. anyway, and I am all right with it because I think the benefits outweigh, at least Definitely. for the time being, outweigh the potential sure. uh, problems. You but know? realistically, if they're going to serve you ads, I want an ad that actually appeals to me. Sure. Right? You know, if I, they tell me about an awesome special at McDonald's in Cape Town happening right this moment, useless. Okay, but if they say, oh, we see that you like to go, I don't know, water skiing, um, we gonna, we have an event coming up, would you like to attend? Mm, I hadn't, I hadn't picked you for a water ski earlier. Oh, you'll be surprised. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Get> up to <laughs> um, So I'd rather if they're gonna serve me stuff, serve me stuff I want, sure. not stuff that I've got absolutely no interest in. Um, and, and this is kind of, I think, where we at, where we used to the TV ads, where you sit there, you watch your movie, and they'll, and they'll talk about absolutely everything from, I don't know. Omo washing powder to tampons to the new car, all in a row. And we sure. kind of just accept all of that. And then PVR came along and we just fast forward all that stuff. Right. Okay. Uh, the internet is slightly more interesting where if they're going to give me the stuff, target it for me. Mm. Okay. Because you're going to give it to me anyway. Let's Absolutely. be honest. So you might as well. Sure. And you're not about to just stop using the internet to try and avoid this. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> exactly that. Exactly. You, you, you nailed it. All right, so we'll be back in a little bit uh, chatting about our apps uh, apps and gadgets of the week. Uh, don't forget, if you want to chat to us, you can find us on WeChat, Facebook, and Instagram at Cliff Central, on Twitter at CliffCentral.com, or you can call us on 861 189 Make you want me cause I'm hot now I'm gone, so faded, I'm on one Bang, bang, pop up like a long gun If you're lame, you ain't making no noise Get better, turn up with the big boys Live back, die young, that's my choice Get money, get money like an invoice Make the money, make the
you're back with Stuff Central on Cliff Central. I'm Craig Wilson, and I'm chatting to Liron Segev in studio today. Don't forget, you can get hold of us on WeChat, Facebook, or Instagram at Cliff Central, on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, or you can give us a call on 0861-555-189. So next up, we're chatting about our uh, apps of the week. Uh, Liron, we were both at a launch yesterday for a new mm. service called Money for Jam. I think it's really exciting. It's also, uh, much like Cliff Central, uh, has some sort of tie-ins with WeChat, um, what did you think of the service? And, and do you want to give us a quick rundown of how it actually works? Sure. I mean, um, all right. So essentially, um, money for jam is, as the, as the title suggests, it, they give you money for doing nothing. So money for jam. Um, effectively, it's a micro platform, micro jobbing platform, which means that they'll give you an opportunity to make a couple of bucks. Uh, and a couple of bucks, I'm talking about 15 being the minimum. So it's not a shabby amount. So 15 rand um, to do a little job. So some a company will send out a survey, six questions. You'll fill it in on your phone through WeChat, cost you virtually nothing, and you'll put 15 rand in your wallet. Right. Uh, and then the bigger companies like a TomTom will say to you, go to that location, take a picture of that restaurant. Does it still exist? What's the telephone number to be able to update their points of interest system? For that, they'll pay you like 25 rand. So it's quite a nice little product that allows you to earn some extra income by doing stuff that around where you happen to be. Right, and I think that's so. the key thing here. You know, if people are thinking, "Oh, well, I'm just going to go and do a hundred job. jobs yeah. a day and do this," you know, for the location ones, that may see you having to drive twenty k's sure. to a mall Even more. to confirm that yeah. a particular product is on the shelf of a particular store or something 100%. similar. And these sorts of location-based ones, as you said, are only really going to work for if they're incidental to your daily life anyway. If it's something you're going to be sure. going to be doing. Absolutely. But it's funny. I actually spoke to Warren, um, one of one of the key jammers, as they call themselves, mm-hmm. or COO, as we call them. Right. <laughs> okay. And he was saying it's amazing how many truck drivers, now get this, are actually saying, listen, I'm doing a route between Durban and Joburg. Do you have anything in Bloemfontein for me that I can do in my stopover right. and actually got to pick up some extra cash along the way? Sure. You can actually pay for your entire toll road fees by doing little jobs en route between Joburg and Durban. Right. Assuming, of course, that there are these sorts oh, of sure. jobs no, there. Absolutely. It's all, it's all there. But because of, you know, because of TomTom being involved in this, and kind of that's the way I'm looking at it, and they just want to confirm everything. Sure. Uh, and sure. therefore, there's got to be lots of work initially. I just hope this thing carries on and carries on and carries on. That's, well, that's it, because they're, they're going to have to be constant updates to the sure. jobs available on the platform if people are going to uh, return to it and if it's going to generate that sort of stickiness that you need. you know. Well, and, and the ongoing. Look, I think using the WeChat as a platform was ingenious. Um, the fact that it's easily available on most phones, it doesn't use up a lot of data. It builds up the WeChat client base as a whole. So mm, you know, WeChat indeed. obviously has a good reason to be, to be involved. But um, it also is... Instantly available in people's hands. The comfortable story that came out of last night's um, event was a woman who happens to be, um, you know, um, disabled. She's using WeChat. Um, she's using the Money for Jam platform as an ability to raise extra money to pay for some of her meds because mm. she's mm. got she's got a bit of a um, hard time finding 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 work. 
Um, and as one of the other guys was saying that one of the models has got a, an awesome opportunity for an interview with an international modeling company, but she can't afford the trip. So all her family and friends have signed up onto Money for Jam, and they're all raising money to try get her onto this trip. Right. So a nice, nice little feel-good kind of uh, stories. Yeah, and I think it's a great use of the tech as well, right? Because yes. what we're harnessing here is the combination of a smartphone's camera, the ability to sure. uh, share location data, um, and as you said, it's a tool that it, you know a lot of people already have. And smartphones are getting cheaper and cheaper. You know, we've, we've talked here before. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about the Vodacom Smart Kicker, Kicker. which is a, a 550 Rand smartphone that could do all of those things. You know, sure. it can take photos. It can use GPS. Um, and this is it. The tools are actually becoming more widely available. And it's great to see people harnessing this also to do something that perhaps they wouldn't do otherwise. You know, to, to go and confirm, uh, say, that your product is in sure. all of the pick and pays around the country. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to try and arrange that, uh, the logistics of getting a single person to do that, just right. make it wholly impractical. So what I like, too, is that a lot of these jobs, it's not about re, sort of repurposing existing work. It's actually creating work exactly. that didn't previously exist. exist. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, things like confirming whether products on the shelf. Mm. If, I'm a, you know, if it's my product and I'm paying a, you know, a merchandising company, there's no way for me to get to like Puff Udder uh, every second Tuesday to make sure that it's there. Sure. Okay. But someone living in Puff Udder who happens to go to that local pick and pay, whatever it may be, for them to earn a couple of extra bucks by going, oh, yes, your product actually is here. Or even worse, no, it's not here. Sure. Okay, then I want to know what, who's butter got to kick when. Mm. So mm. That's, quite, that's quite cool. Also, from a street naming convention point of view, if you think about it, you, we know, you know your main roads, you know how to get mm. around. But when you go to, the, to a town that you're not used to, and it says your GPS kind of shouts at you going, make a left on uh, Avenue. And the left will take you into the dam or <laughs> through a field of sheep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. You know, So for TomTom Tom to pay 15 Rand or 25 Rand for someone to go, hey, listen, I'll make a left. Make a right. Sure. Okay, sure. water ahead. Mm, absolutely. Okay. Well, look, I wish them all the best of luck. I, I really hope this platform takes off. I'm very sure. impressed by what I've seen so far. Um, I've downloaded it. If you're interested in trying it out, um, you'll need to have WeChat on your device. And then you need to add M4Jam. Uh, which obviously is money for jam for short, uh, <laughs> M4Jam uh, as a contact on WeChat. Then there's a five-step uh, registration process, and off you go. So, yeah, I, I wish them luck, and I, I hope to, that in a year's time we're still talking about this service. I have a feeling we will be. I mean, I think that if knowing the people kind of behind the scenes, yeah. the people who are driving this, they're quite visionaries. I mean, and they are quite aggressive in terms of making it tech that will last, not just tech for tech's sake, Sure, which, is, which is a nice change. Which is what we want to see. So yeah. talking about apps again, you know, I've been playing around a lot with these uh, payment apps in recent weeks. You know, oh, a lot yes. of them have sprung up. These sort of apps where you store your card details in the app, you use a QR code uh, in a store, to, uh, you sort of scan the QR code with the app, uh, you tap in how much you want to pay, and off you go. Now, I think the biggest one of these is SnapScan. Yes. Uh, that's certainly the one that's had the, the most mar- marketing, and that's uh, out of Stellenbosch, if I remember. Yeah, a- and the winner of the previous MTN Apple of the Year. Award. That's right. Yeah, they actually took it last year. I remember that. Right. right. Um, and then the other two big ones are FlickPay and Zapper. So, you know, each of these apps has had something uh, on the cards to try and encourage you to yes. use them. Uh, whether it's a freebie somewhere or a <laughs> bit of money off your bill or similar. So I had the pleasure of using all three of them in Cape Town last week. Right. And I've got to say, I'm really impressed. Yes. You know, I think these apps are fantastic. You right. know, people say to me, well, is it really quicker uh, to, to use your phone and to scan a code and to do this than to hand over your card? And frankly, it is. Also, of course, by not handing over your card, I mean, that is the moment where cards get skimmed. Yes. That is really the greatest danger, which is why we've got people with wireless uh, point-of-sale machines now in restaurants and so on, so that they don't take your card out of sight. Which, um, which by the way, the overseas people think we've lost the plot completely. Because, right. I mean, what is this thing? Right, depending where you go. So, I mean, when I was in the U.S. last year, you, you pop all of your credit cards in the billfold, and the billfold disappears. Uh. And, you know, my heart rate starts climbing. I mean, where's that guy gone with my card? But, but the, and then it come, they come back, yeah. you just sign the slip, and they add the tip Afterwards, after you leave right. the restaurant. <laughs> what kind of craziness is this? How trustful are these Americans? They must be mad. Anyway, so I think these sign of apps are great for that sort of thing. Do you have a favorite, Leon? Have you been using them? Uh, yeah, I look, I must say, I'm quite a fan of Snapscan. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of seems to be my thing. Um, I'll tell you the one, the one thing I do like is that, and we were having a conversation with someone on Twitter the other day who happened to have left her purse at home. Right. And she said, well, I'm starving. So I said, well, fire up Snapscan, see where your local, where your local, um, you know, restaurant is. See which is. restaurants are offering it. Go through, snap it away, and you don't actually need your purse, wallet, cash on hand. Sure. Love it. Just for that alone. Just for that alone. Sure, and it certainly made me want to support retailers yes, who support it. Like I agree. In, in Cape Town, I saw a lot of guys selling, you know, the Big Issue, which is yes, this magazine yes. that supports, uh, um, you yep. know, the homeless. 
and they uh, on their bibs they had a snap scan code. No. So, so the excuse of you know oh I don't have I don't any have cash. Money. Oh, brilliant. Um, has brilliant. a little bit less standing on you know, and I thought brilliant. that was great because yeah. I also saw people using it. You know, I sat in a coffee shop and watched a guy in uh, Green Market Square um, selling the big issue and. You know, people loved it. People loved it because of the novelty, the novelty of it. and they loved it because of the ease of use. And I just think, that, you know, for those sorts of things as well, particularly for for people like small merchants, you know, at flea markets or similar things where it's always an issue. You know, you always need cash. Very few of them have card facilities. Now, of course, we've seen payment solutions coming out from like the likes of Absa, like the Absa yeah. Pebble, yeah. which is a bit like Square. Now, this, if if you any of you out there haven't seen it, it's basically a little device that plugs into your smartphone and you can uh, insert a chip and pin card. And then you can take payments on your card, uh, that sort of, you know, um, uh, in that, that fashion, you can take payments directly from people. But I think these sorts of apps are even easier. And, you know, once you've set it up, it's just so effortless to use Jesus. repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only, there's only one catch here because yeah. so many, well, I suppose there's two catches. Um, security is obviously being a key concern for everyone. So um, do we all have antivirus and virus protection and malware protection on our phone? I say not. Sure. So, you know, we've got to make sure that we get a little bit more, um, you know, kind of more intelligent when it comes to that because none of us would think of having a laptop without an antivirus. So the phone so, needs to be I mean, I think there protected. are even more basic steps than this. You know, I've noticed, you know, you're, if you're a tech journalist uh, like us, you know that you make your phone lock immediately. Instant. Because if, if you're around other tech journalists and your phone doesn't have a passcode on it immediately, they're going to post things to your Facebook <laughs> and your Twitter and this sort of thing. So I think we're quite, you know, quite savvy about that sort of thing. But I think this is really important for people. You know, a lot yeah. of people will set it to five or ten minutes so that if they lock the phone, they can immediately unlock it right. again. But, you know, that's all someone needs, particularly someone savvy who nicks it. Uh, to be able to to get into your sort of sensitive data, so I think sure. lo- even little changes like that in behavior are good Make steps towards um, towards security, especially as we're storing more Definitely. and more important info on our devices. Well, it's, it's everything's on our devices, right? Absolutely, and you know, if you work for a big company and you have um, you know work your work email received on your phone, um, that's a huge security that's a big, risk. That's a big thing. Look, and then the other the other side of it is with so many of these apps available. I'm just wondering whether the bill of the future is going to come with like 13 different QR codes that we have to scan. Uh, you right. Know, so this it, is where the, do we draw the line? This is the potential problem, right? Is what we really need is one or two of these to become cement standard, their place yeah. in the market and become the standard. In the meantime, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot more spring up. Yeah, uh, it's a wild, it's the wild west. You know, it's one of those things that once you've used a certain product. You know, you're kind of very comfortable with it. So why would you want to use 12 others? Mm. Okay. And it's going to make it more difficult for people to, to win over I agree. Uh, latecomers. Uh, uh, I, I, I absolutely agree. Oh, but it's cool. I dig it. I must tell you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be playing with these a lot more. Um, coming up next, we're going to chat about our pick and pick on for the week, uh, as well as our gadgets, gadgets. of the week. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, um, on Instagram, Facebook, or WeChat at cliffcentral.
And you're back with Stuff Central here on Cliff Central. I'm Craig Wilson, and with me is Leron Segev. We're chatting now about our uh, gadgets of the week. But first, we've had a question in here from Nicole Jabeir saying, does Apple phone require virus protection too? Definitely. There's a big, there's a big misconception that kind of you know, only Windows and only Android get hacked. Um, I attended one of the Kaspersky antivirus hacking conferences, security training, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Apple's definitely, definitely up there. Um, you definitely should be should should be getting one. Okay, and have you got no any pressure. sort of favorite services that you can use to boost the security on an iPhone? Um, I, I think look at the end of the day, the, the the important rules apply. You know, if it's too good to be true, it isn't. You know, you got to be got to be watch out, kind of use common sense. Um, but I definitely I would install one of these two. Um, one is called is the Kasper, is the actual Kaspersky antivirus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Kaspersky K A K A S P E R S K Y. Um, antivirus or the McAfee one, M A C A F E E. Right, I think is that McAfee Wave Secure? Uh, yeah, something uh, endpoint Wave Secure. They just did a deal with Intel. McAfee just did a deal with Intel, where they provide security via the actual hardware as well. Okay. So the guys are quite aggressive about securing these mobile these, these mobile devices. Sure. Definitely don't think because you've got an Apple, you're immune. Mm. That, th- those days have gone. Sure. And I think there's some other basic security practices that people can take to to make things a lot secure. The one, for example, is your email, your online banking, uh, and your social media profiles should never have the, the same, same profile. Sure. I mean, uh, password. Sure. Because if one of those is compromised, then all of the services compromised. Similarly, if you've got an app on your phone like Dropbox that gives you the option to set up a pin when it starts up. Um, use, use it. it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the services have something called double authentication or two authentication. Right. So you'll log in with one and it will then SMS you a password and then you just put that in again. Right. It says you like, like a one-time like pin a one-time. like your bank sends exactly you. That. Yeah. And this is great, right? Because this is two-step security and that they need you need to prove who you are, but then you also need to prove that you have a device that belongs, that belongs to, you. to you. It's nice because you'll, you know, if you enable this, you'll sometimes get a, an SMS in the middle of the night saying you're trying to log in from like Afghanistan and you're clearly not. Sure, okay. Sure. Um, and then that was someone trying to get into your account because you've set up two pin authentication. You haven't put in the second pin, therefore they can't get in. Sure. So it's clever just to do it. But definitely antivirus, quite important. Okay. Tablets too, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are any devices any. that are connected to the internet are going to be vulnerable. Full stuff. Absolutely. Right. All right. So I want to chat a little bit about our gadgets of the week. Ooh, um, waiting for this one. <laughs> so do you want to tell us about yours first? I had a little look at them uh, during the break. What have you got over there? Oh. They're strange looking little peggy things with a piece of glass on the end. Okay, that was it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm I'm kind of like experimenting with a lot of photography stuff, uh-huh. um, being um, you know DSLR, normal cameras as well as, as well as um, you know mobile mobile photography. So I hooked up with um, a company called Zavi Traders. So Z A V I Traders. Co. Z A. These guys have got a very very cool website, all to do with photography. And what they do have is these universal clip-ons. Um, no, not not strap ones because the, no, the, no, no, clip, clip. Okay, on, okay right, right, right. Just to be clear, not nipple clip. <laughs> okay, um, but but they do look like that though. Um, and what they do is that you'll you'll strap them onto your phones, onto any device, and that's the nice thing about being universal. Because I play with a lot of gadgets, a lot of tech, a lot of you know different kind of um, you know mobile phones. I couldn't get one just for one brand. So this is universal. You clip it on. And it's got certain effects. So one of them is a macro effect, which gives you a really, really close-up zoom view of something. Then the other one is a fisheye lens, which gives you an, a view of the entire room with a very funny effect as well. That's right. I've actually I've just taken a picture of these. I'll post it to yeah, my, my Twitter, Twitter as well. account now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's very, very cool. Um, these things are not expensive. Um, for anyone, and they're small. They light. They fit into your pocket. They're quite robust. Um, and they'll still simply, simply work. And I must be honest, I'm having great, great fun just experimenting, playing, getting a different angle that that you normally would. Sure. Very, very cool. And tell me, I mean, what are these? What do they um, retail for? Um, four ninety nine. Okay, so that's not Cause, bad. Because this is the thing, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, of photography in general and mobile photography right. too. But I've been a bit reluctant to to buy any of these clip-on lenses because my worry is, well, what happens in a year's time when I upgrade my phone? Ah, exactly. And that was that was my whole thing as well. You because there's, there's some other brands uh, that are out there that are very specific made for the iPhone or very specifically made mm, for a exactly, Samsung. Yeah. Um, the problem is I don't get to keep my device for that long just because of the industry that we happen to be in. Um, and I want to be able to have the flexibility in all of those. That's when I saw the universal ones. I thought, hey, that's the winner. That's the ticket. Absolutely. Yeah, I think these are a great idea. Um, I want to tweet the link out as well just to their website to have them check it out. They've got some cool cover and cases for your phones as well. 
Um, just funky stuff. Uh, you know, I like a little bit things that are not like you know the standard run-of-the-mill stuff. Mm, and they, they're very into their photography. Very awesome. Cool. All right. Well, so my uh, my um, gadget of the week's a little bit different. Uh, my gadget of the week comes from TomTom, who we mentioned earlier. So yeah, yeah. now you know TomTom have had an interesting time because I think a lot of people traditionally associate them with the sort of in-car GPS devices, Definitely. the personal navigation devices that you would see um, or that you used to see lots of years ago, and that you're seeing fewer and fewer of because people are using their smartphones instead. So TomTom, of course, hasn't been one to sit still. They're also making a lot of money selling that data to various people, <laughs> the actual mapping data. But they've also decided to to enter sort of new product ranges um, or, or sectors, and one of these is wearable tech. So, you know, we've talked about this to death. I know this is a, <laughs> a very common topic, but um, they've gone into a, a released a range of sports watches. Now, this isn't the first time they've done this. They previously released a sports watch with Nike Plus. Um, but these ones are dedicated TomTom devices. I'm actually wearing one now. I'll tweet out a picture of that as well. And it has a light in the back that actually uses, um, it, it sort of peers at the capillaries under your skin and measures the speed of your blood in your veins. Uh, I, I'm sorry, say that whole thing one It measures the what? Well, I was going to say, the very short version is you don't have to wear, if you're a serious athlete, yeah. you no longer have to wear a heart rate monitor around your chest. You can wear one of these watches on your wrist and okay, it'll no, actually give you your, your heart whole, rate. Whoa, that's a, that's a biggie because a lot of people complain that this heart strap monitor thing around the chest is actually very restrictive. Right, and I think, you know, depending on what sort of sport you do, that's, it's not ideal. So, look, I've, sure. I've put it through some basic tests. I'm very impressed. This watch can also do GPS tracking and so on. This, it's called the TomTom Runner Cardio, and it'll set you back 3,799 Rand. But, um, uh, you know, I think if you're a serious sportsman in training, yeah, also, you know, one of the, at the launch, they had a coach there who spoke to us about the product and said one of the great things for him is that he can look at the data after someone's gone off on a run through the woods uh, and actually analyze it and look at it and see, oh, you were slacking here right. or, oh, you weren't pushing hard enough. And, you know, this sort of data is great to have to hand because if you are training seriously, um, this this way you can't kid yourself. You know, you can't say you went for a 5K run when sure. you actually went for a 4K run because the data is there. The map is there and it will tell you exactly how you did. So, look, I think there's a, there's another device from them called the uh, TomTom Multisport Cardio, and that supports cycling and uh, swimming and other, other activities okay. and comes with some additional sensors uh, for things like your bicycle to measure the rotations per minute and, and this sort of info. Um, those will set you back as much as five and a half. Um, so, look, they're not cheap products, but, yeah, but uh, at least it does also tell the time. No, <laughs> fancy that. Unlike some wearables we've seen, <laughs> well, right? Well, um, yeah, exhibit, exhi- exhibit A. Uh, look, I think I think it's very very cool, and I think that people at three and a half grand, you know, that's the number you expect to pay if you're a trainer. Sure. For it. If you're a serious sportsman, have a look. Have a look. So that's about all we've got time for today. Leron, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, always fun. Always if you've been fun. interested in what Leron's had to say, you can find him online at thetechieguy.com or at Leron underscore Segev. I'm Craig Wilson. You can find me on Twitter at Craig Wilson or at craigwilson.net online. And this has been Stuff Central on Cliff Central.